This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and comes with the great news it's only 222 days until Christmas. working on that one mate have you i i couldn't think of anything clever and i thought everyone needs a bit of a pick-me-up what's a better pick-me-up than christmas is only 222 days away lovely they probably won't be able to go and visit anyone or go to the pub or do nothing so uh good job good job socially distant christmas (laughs) hello everybody and welcome to episode 94 of movie drone i am feeling a little bit better steve and i am feeling a little bit worse mark yeah. <laughs> what's up mate what's up i've done my back in today mate have you yeah Doing i mean what? i even had uh, just walking <laughs> it is, well i was, try, I was trying to i was trying to have a bit of a clear up put some sheets into our rack and it went and then i hit the deck and i've been right. walking around like i've pooed myself all day and come about two o'clock i had to give up and come home and lay in bed with a hotty body Oh, you've been at home, have you? Yeah, well, I had to, yeah. Didn't have a lot of choice. (laughs) Oh, dear. Cassie's been looking after me. I've had drinks and I've had my pad bought up to me and all sorts. Did she put the Alice band in your hair? No, I put the... It's a Mark band. I put the Mark band in my hair. Okay, all right. Well, I've done a bit of gardening today, mate, actually. Bit of gardening? I've I've been feeling a little bit better, yeah. I'll tell you what, there's nothing like a bit of gardening to wish that you was in bed ill. I was going to say, you fucking hate gardening, mate. (laughs) I know, I just wish that I was in bed ill again, I've got to be honest. When you say gardening, what yeah. do you mean gardening? I mean, I'm, I've got my bird table, haven't I? So you've filled your bird table up. That's no, not gardening, not. mate. No, it's not. The, the seeds, unfortunately, the birds have knocked all the seeds out and there's loads of seeds growing underneath it. Right. <laughs> so there's loads of grass growing. So Jill gets the ump, so I have to clean it all out. So, so I've been you, on my hands and knees, mate. So you've cleaned up, your bird table and you've got rid of a bit of stuff that's grown from your bird. It was bird. a lot of grass. That's not gardening, grass. mate. <laughs> it is gardening. Did you cut the rest of the grass? No, did I fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ill. <laughs> no, but I'm feeling a little bit better, mate. I'm Good. feeling a little bit better. I'm I've got really pleased for you. Due to go work in a couple of days, and uh, even though I'm getting updates from work that sounds like it's horrendous, oh. I'm actually feeling a little bit better it's, today. It has been good this week, mate, because I've not felt the pressure of the social etiquette to keep texting you to see who no. you are. I've just sort of <laughs> thought, if you're alive, you'll text me. I know you was fed up of hearing from people, all I heard. I oh, texting, texting, texting. It's so gone downhill a little bit, I must admit. Yeah. The uh, the regularity of people asking if I'm all right has actually yeah. decreased quite a lot. Yeah, well, like I say, you was quite grateful for the first couple of days. Then you <laughs> no, become a misery and I was like, fine, I'll wait for you to text me. Yeah. So what else have you been up to then, mate? I haven't done a lot this week, mate. No? I haven't done a lot. We did have a... Well, I didn't have a birthday celebration, but last weekend there was a family birthday celebration. Was there? Yeah, my granddad. All right, okay, bless his heart. 107, mate. Is he? 107 (laughs) years old last Saturday. Was he? Oh, excellent. Happy birthday. Yeah. He can't... He don't listen to podcasts, mate. He don't even know what the internet is. (laughs) Does he not? No, he hasn't got a clue. He still thinks (laughs) there's only four channels on Telebox. But 107, mate, that is a a proper innings, as they say. That's impressive, isn't it? Bless his art, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so nothing really then, mate. I mean, just to give you an update on Mm. what's going on in my household, Mm. we've got a one-armed crocheted dog. 
at the moment. He's been tossed aside, basically, tossed aside into a carrier bag right. because I have lost Jill to Animal Crossing on the Switch. Now, right, okay, you're going to have to explain this. I saw a post from Beardy Dave earlier, and he's setting yeah. up himself on Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I had no <laughs> idea. I assumed it was something like Jewel Crush or Candy Crush or whatever people play. <laughs> No, it's like this weird like island thing for three-year-olds and upwards and, and all of the adults and lockdown are getting addicted to it. Okay. So we've got Sophie visiting Jill's island and Jill visiting Sophie's island. In fact, today Jill was supposed to be working and I had to come and physically take the switch off of her okay. because she had it in the office playing it when she was supposed to be. Is, is this a, um, a purchase game or a free one? Oh, no, it's not free. No, no, oh, it's right. like one of the most expensive games I think she bought. She paid about 50 quid for it. You've got to get your money's worth, I suppose. <laughs> She's definitely getting her money's yeah. worth. So uh, thank you, Sophie, for putting Jill onto that. Mm. And um, I've, I've just lost Jill to Animal Crossing. She's playing it now, by See, the way, just so you know. So um, all you've got is Limpy the Crochet Dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've got a one-armed crochet yeah. dog that's never going to get finished because yeah. uh, she's addicted to Animal Crossing. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Living the dream, mate. Yeah, so that's it. So that's basically where uh, where we're up to now. Great. So, all right? Super. So do you want to do the thanks, mate? Absolutely. A bit of a shorter list today because you've nicked most of mine. But we've got thanks to What Should We Watch, Movie Journey to Little Nick, WTM, Nostalgia Junk, On the Road with Jim and Casey, Podcast HQ, Book of Lies, Monday Night Carlo, Fat Drunk and Stupid Podcast, Listen, 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 Lisa, Beautiful and Mr. Chasing Silhouettes. What a cool name. Yeah, so that's all the retweet, thanks. Um, I mean, I've only nicked it, mate, because because these people have gone the extra mile. Oh, yeah, I just don't want them thinking, oh, I retweeted, I didn't get thanks. But we try and sort of consolidate them down so we're not here forever and tagging loads of people loads (laughs) of times. We do. So uh, special thanks for the people who have gone the extra mile this week week oh, we've got jill cassie vhs strikes back right stuff reviews saved by his grace 72 jamie russell jamie irwin jamie irwin's got a good uh, guest coming out hey, one just, of your favorites one hopes. of my faves he is one i'm of your jealous favorites. mate i don't oh, know where he gets these bookings <laughs> and he had us yes yeah, i know can you imagine <laughs> um cinema recall emma at verbal diorama mr positivity wolfie t emma at the movies ryan l terry the legend eric at wtm watches movie glenn film stories mike mike and oscar fresh geek context and one four three cool so thank you very much to all of those people who have gone the extra mile this week mentioning our podcast and sending us loads of messages etc etc gravy thank you okay mate right so i've got a promo this week do you want to listen absolutely mate go for it Hello everybody, my name is The Vern and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast, part of That Moment In. We are slightly different than your average movie podcast in that we don't review a whole feature. Instead, myself and a guest will break down our favorite scenes in movies and then discuss why they are so iconic. So check us out, we are available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Cinema Recall Podcast, and we are available on Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. There we go. So that's our special friend, The Vern, with yeah. Cinema Recall. Still putting out quite a lot of content, uh, yeah. Cinema Recall. Obviously, some guys are not. I had a chat with WTM this week. I think laptop issues have stopped them doing anything remotely. He hasn't been able to buy a new one, Eric, because wow. obviously of lockdown. Is it, though? Is it? I, I call it laziness. Well, I mean, I've got to be honest. This is not obviously how I'd like to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not great doing it like this, is it? But no, you know their laptop. They lose loads of episodes oh, and everything. But, mate, they are selling 
right? Loads of merch with don't be a real mark on it, right? <laughs> They've probably got big widescreen tallies. I've probably paid for their mortgages, etc., etc. They've got Apple Macs. They're lying. Right. They're just okay. sitting there enjoying life by the pool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Cinema Recall, um, the Vern, still putting out great content during lockdown. Um, give them a listen. Yeah, cool. Right, okay, mate. Mm. Here we go. Last week I was a bit sort of, um, I was still a bit ill, wasn't I, last week? So a little bit of time, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy this. It's either that or it was a shit one. I don't know. I if it helps, mate, yet. you got the same enjoyment last week that I get every week out of them. <laughs> really? So that level of enjoyment you get is probably still more than I get every week from doing it. It's because I'm not looking in you in the eye, isn't mm. it? So, uh, okay, right. So this is Mark's moving impression mm. um, for episode 94. So you've got one. You've got two new ones. I'm really excited about this. Well, until uh, until an hour and a half ago, mate, I didn't even know one of them existed. Did you I not? just thought he was in a meme. <laughs> All right, really? I've seen the meme. I didn't realise who he was. All right. Okay. Excellent. So, right. Are you ready for this then, mate? Not really. Okay. Good. Um, as always. Right. So, this is Mark's movie impression for episode 94. And this is when Baymax mm-hmm. from... Big Hero 6, yeah. apparently. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. Have you not seen it? No. And I'm struggling to remember what he sounds like. So, All right. God knows what it'll sound like. Excellent. So this is when Baymax met Johnny Bravo. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hmm. Enough about you. Let's talk about me. No offense. I'm a robot. I cannot be offended. Hello, 911 emergency. There's a handsome guy in my bathroom. Hey, wait a second. It's only me. Excuse me while I let out some air. Man, I'm pretty. There, there. So, enough about me. Let's talk a bit about more about me. Ba la 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 la. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you mate. <laughs> is that what he sounds like? I, uh, I, the missus told me about is. him and she kept going, ba la 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 la. And I was looking at her going, I have no idea what you're doing. Right. She's going, ba la 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 la. And I was like, I have no idea who this thing is. Look, I, I just thought it was a meme. I think it's what every robot that you ever do sounds like. It sounds yeah. like Elvis, got to be honest. I well, mean, it's I'm not. It's Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Bravo but... Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, well, I did the impression to her, and she went, "Sounds like Johnny Bravo." I was like, "Yeah, that's what I want." Really? Yeah, okay. I actually sounded like. Obviously, okay. not then, but previously. Well, I'm sure that she'll get a lot more out of it than most people that listen. No, she sat behind me and didn't <laughs> laugh, Twitter, right. anything. So, <laughs> doubtful. Okay, mate. Right, do you want to move on? Yes, quickly. Okay, right. So this is the movie drone wall of shame. There we go. So wall of shame. So we challenged a lovely gentleman last week, someone who uh, started listening to us when we were mentioned in Film Stories magazine and has been going through the back catalogue. So Mm. we decided to reward his loveliness by challenging him. So we'll Mm. see if Mr. Jamie Russell got off in a minute. Mm. Who are you challenging next week, mate? I had a little think about this one and I was thinking, who haven't we heard of from a little while? And then I was noticing we've been sort of mentioned in a few tweets this week. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, favour for favour, we play your promo. Send us a question. Okay. So I thought, haven't heard from the Vern for a little while. Okay, right. Thought it could be an interesting one. Let's okay. put him back on. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for all the lovely things that he does for yeah, us. he does, then, does a lot for us, tags us in a lot. To thank him, we play his promo and put him on the wall of shame. Okay. Sounds like a good deal. (laughs) Right, so Vern, you are challenged for the wall of shame. Mm. Right, okay. Do you want to move on to the next section? Yes, mate. This is the section that we like to call... Question Question time. time. (laughs) Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. 
question time. Time for the question, question time. You're dragging it out. <laughs> question time. <laughs> <laughs> right okay so uh we challenged the lovely jamie russell last week did he deliver of course he delivered mate in bucket loads right okay brilliant so he has said he's gone for a greedy three in one question um but he's been clever put it all in one and he said it's also a bit of a lockdown question so he's told us to imagine you're trapped on a deserted island and you're only allowed to take three films with you not only that but they must be from very specific categories so we're allowed to select a film that was cruelly overlooked to win best picture at the oscars apparently it doesn't have to have been nominated just one that year that didn't even get nominated, certainly didn't win. A film that's a guilty pleasure and a film that always provokes a strong emotional response from you. Excellent. Right, yeah. so three and one there. Yeah. Right. What have you got then, mate? Right, for a film that was cruelly overlooked to win Best Picture at the Oscars, Jamie has gone for Goodfellas. Okay. He was saying he means Oscar snubs as in films that were nominated but missed out, but it could also be films that didn't get a nomination too. He says, Goodfellas is one of my all-time favourite films, and for the Academy to give it to Marty for The Departed, which isn't even as good as the original, arguably is like them saying, sorry for wronging you so much in the past, have it now. They might as well have given it to him for Hugo. Don't really share his sentiments, if I'm honest. I really like The Departed, (laughs) and I think it deserves it, but I totally agree with Goodfellas, and he probably nicked my prime one. Okay. I mean, I like The Departed. I do think The Departed's a good film. Yeah. I do like the original as well. So, yeah, so it's a bit of a difficult one. But uh, I'll, I'll get his point. You... I'll get his point, and it's very fairly made. Well, the Academy do do that, uh, basically, when they miss giving uh, Oscars to people, don't they? They do yeah. tend to give it to them when they think that they need to, probably for some people's not their best work. Yeah. So have you got an actual answer? Or is yes, good mate. Yours? No, okay. um, I'm going for The Exorcist. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, Lost right. Against the Sting. Okay. I mean, get a life. Have you seen this thing? You Years have? ago. Okay. All right. It's a good movie. I it's like not a bad thing. movie. It got nominated. Well, it won it. So it can't be yeah. a bad movie. Yeah. I know. But it's against a Exorcist, my... mate, get a life. That was my birth year as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. 54, so wasn't gone... it? <laughs> yeah. So I've gone for, I mean, uh, nothing really new here. It's got to be, for me, Pulp Fiction, losing to Forrest Gump. Um, I don't mind Forrest Gump. I'm yeah. not one of the, the the people that sort of hate Forrest Gump, but Pulp Fiction really did have an impact on me when I watched it when I was younger. Um, so it was as I said before when we actually reviewed it. Um, it was one of those films, or basically the film that sort of took me away from following music all the time and, and sort of into cinema. So I'm going to say Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I had another couple. I had um, Saving Private Ryan losing to Shakespeare in Love in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, mean that. What the hell? Yeah. And I had uh, Chicago beating Gangs of New York. I like Gangs of New York as well in 2002. So yeah. uh, so those are the, uh, the honourable mentions. Yeah, there you go. Right, for his guilty pleasure, I've never seen this one. I right. might have heard of it. I'm not really sure. But it's some kind of wonderful Okay. Um, And he says it's always an individual kind of thing. This film was watched many times as a family in the 80s for me. It's a cheesy film that's one of John Hughes' lesser efforts but holds fond memories to me 
as all. So I had a major crush on Lee Thompson at the time. Okay, I've not seen it, so no, maybe that's something that we can uh, we can have a look at. Um, so my, uh, I'll go first on this one. My guilty pleasure. I mean, obviously, we know we've discussed guilty pleasures and that before, mm-hmm. and films that we shouldn't know. I obviously like uh, Greasy Strangler. Miss Congeniality is the mm-hmm. one that I try not to mention uh, too much, and White Chicks. But I'm going to go for weird science as my guilty pleasure it's something that i've watched recently and it ain't as good as i thought it was (laughs) i've got to be honest it's one of those where you look at it and think shit it's really not uh, not the film that i remember it being but i still enjoyed it so i'm going for weird science nice i'm trying to pick one i've not picked before as well and i've gone for 10 things i hate about you Oh, yeah. Okay, went went for a little stage without kept watching it. I even got bought the soundtrack, got it imported from America. Did you? Um, <laughs> when we didn't have the internet at home, we were no. poor, we didn't have anything like that. Um, right. Managed to get a friend, ordered it for me from America, from some, I'd imagine it was Amazon. I don't know. I didn't know right. any of the things then. And it right. turned up and I played the shit out of it. Did you? Yeah, okay. I love it. I'm surprised that's not your number three, actually. I know mm. you had a bit of an emotional response yeah. on that one. Um, okay, so third question, please. Yeah. So this one is a film that always provokes a strong emotional response from you. And he's gone for the Shawshank Redemption. Um, right. And he says, who would have thought that a Stephen King adaptation of prison life would be so captivating? Ultimately, heartwarming film about friendship that was timelessly appreciated. Okay. I mean, obviously, Jamie's fairly new listener. He's going mm. through the back catalogue, isn't he? Yep. So um, I'll, he's probably going to find out by listening to quite a few that the word emotion yep. and the word Steve doesn't go in the same sentence. Yeah, you don't do emotion, mate, yeah. Do I don't really know. Anger. But I have got some. I, but I, I suppose it could be anger, strong emotional it response. Be. It could be anger. It could be anger, yeah. But, I mean, who wants to take a film that, that makes them angry to a, to a desert island? Mm. So what I'm going to say is the film up oh, okay all right yeah so there's obviously a scene uh, over the past few weeks it's obviously been one where i question my mortality mm. jill's looked after me so much that i'm thinking do you know what that start to up is uh is is probably the closest that i'm gonna get to uh, what we call dropping tear um, okay. I uh, thought you I, was going to say the scene where the dog says, "I've just met you and I love you." <laughs> if I <laughs> if I say the dog scene after saying up, I'm going to be in trouble, mate. Right, so okay. it's uh, it's definitely the start. No, it's scene. a lovely scene. I like that it one. Is. It is it great. Is. Okay. Um, I've gone for a total random curveball, and I think it's because it's just fresh in my head, as you will find out later. But it's right. a film called Four Brothers. Okay. Um, right. And there's a scene at the dinner table where they're all sort of, they're having Thanksgiving dinner, they're all getting sort of used to life without their adopt or their mum who adopted them all, and they're all sort of, there's a great bit of um, soul music in the background, and it's just got a real air about it, okay. but it just sort of stops me in my tracks every time. All right, interesting. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I've seen it, I can't remember. Has it got a Wahlberg in it? It has got a Mark Wahlberg in it. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, so there you go, Jamie. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed those answers mm. on that. And thank you very much for listening, Jamie. Yeah. It's much appreciated. If anyone else has started listening wants to contact us, please do. How can people do that, Mark? They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone or via email or movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Yes, they can indeed. Right, okay, so shall we move on to the reason that we're here, mate? Shall we? 
Okay, so we are running through at the moment, letting all the women in the movie drone lives mm. um, choose what films that we watch, mm. um, bearing in mind that we can't really see anything that's new. So this week was... Cassie's who? choice. It was, yeah. yeah. It was your Cassie's. So yeah. uh, what did Cassie want us to watch? She stitched you up, mate, with a film <laughs> that's currently <laughs> 7 out of 10 on IMDb. is a 15, 1 hour, 59 minutes billed as a comedy romance with a synopsis of a man in a legal but hurtful business needs an escort for some social events and hires a beautiful prostitute he meets only to fall in love with a budget of 14 million grossing 463 million this is directed by gary marshall starring richard Gere and julia roberts yep and this was 1990s pretty woman did cassie bring a clip hang on you got a clip Yep, she's bought a clip. Welcome to Hollywood. Everybody comes to Hollywood, got a dream. What's your dream? When I was a little girl, I would pretend I was a princess trapped in the tower, and then this knight on a white horse would come charging up and rescue me. Could you tell me how to get to Beverly Hills? Sure, for five bucks. You can't charge me for directions. I can do anything I want to, baby. I am lost. All right, okay. You have change for 20? For 20, I'll show you person. You kidding me? I come here all the time. Well, color me happy. There's a sofa in here for two. Close your mouth, dear. Who is this girl? Does she work? She's in sales. There we go. So, just quickly before we start, mate, yes, just mate. going back to last week, um, yes. I believe that we do have Little Nick's review of Extraction. We do, mate. She's not a fan. No, no, mate. It's, it's, this is not good. She said it's probably too late to send my extraction review, but all you need to know that it was none level bad. She said <laughs> the there's none. No, yeah, the none. <laughs> no storyline or character development. Ridiculous overuse of guns and people who had about 50 lives. Even Hemsworth's bod naked wouldn't make me watch it again and gave it 7 out of 100 and the 7 is for the dying scene alone. No, dear. Not gone well, down well with Little Nick then. Well, we're going to find out about Little Nick, aren't we? Because someone in a couple of weeks is going to get a chance to choose a film. So we'll see what she can offer up that will be... A 7 out of 100. We will, but we was waiting for that one. And, mm. uh, yeah, not a great review. No. There you go. Right. You can't please all the people all the time, no. can you? Absolutely. Right, okay. So, on to Cassie's. Okay. Now, I mean, is this the sort of thing, I take it, that this is like a, the reason that we've got this film is this is like your every Saturday night. It's like you two sit down for a rom-com. This was and... a film, mate, made for men who want to score bonus points. Was it? Mm. Okay. You sit right. down, watch a romantic film. Mmm. Men paying for sex, romantic. And then <laughs> <laughs> women love it. Women love it, mate. If you could okay. sit down and do an hour and 59 minutes, you're getting your bonus points. It's equivalent to you sitting there thinking, I want to watch some bloke get shot to pieces. And yeah. Mrs. going, okay. I'll sit and watch it with you. And she sits there with you, supports you through your sort of film. Whether she likes it or not, you've had a chance to watch all of your blood spatter and stuff like that. Right. Maybe Rambo or something like that. And you appreciate the fact that they've given up. I think this is a reciprocal version of that. Okay. I mean, I'm just getting it. This is like every your every Saturday night for you. You know what I mean? You have to oh, watch something like this. Mate. I'm quite happy watching it. Of course you don't. Right. Okay. So, I mean, just out the block here. Did you know that this was originally intended to be a dark cautionary tale about class and prostitution in Los Angeles? I did, mate. I'm guessing you read the same article yeah. that I did. 
So the film was reconceived as a romantic comedy with a large budget. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I think I'd prefer to see the first one. I'd I'd imagine that they were quite happy with their decision, mate. Spending 14 million and grossing 463. That's not a bad investment. It's not, no. So, right, okay, mate. What did you think of 1990s Pretty Woman? I always enjoy it, mate. I think it's a great film. I think it's starting to show its age now, but it is 30 years old. It um, is, yeah. So, I mean, it's 1990, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for me, the 80s are still probably pretty much in full effect still yeah. in this. I actually thought it was late 80s. I didn't realise it was 90s. Well, I suppose uh, it would, would have been filmed in late 80s to come out yeah, in yeah, 1990. Right. So yeah, yeah. it's got the big mobiles, it's got the Lotus Esprit or whatever it is. It is yeah. 80s. It's an, it yeah. looks an 80s film. It does. Um, you're right. You're right. But it, it's inoffensive, mate. It's it's good fun. I think there's plenty of iconic scenes in it. I don't so see in a lot. So inoffensive. Of... It's not your average rom-com. I, though, no, is it? I'm I mean, not. I'm talking... saying inoffensive with prostitution in it, but they sort of handle that well. I think. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they do. But it's it's like I say, it's it's not. There's not many characters that you would sort of think that you should like straight out of the gate no no this Uh, is about turning people around though isn't it yeah 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 i suppose so i mean i think it does paint a pretty poor picture of everything from the start i mean the people are horrible the actual place hollywood is painted as a really really horrible place isn't it yeah which perhaps it's realistic i don't know it is yeah Yeah. for my as i said for my experience it was uh it was pretty bad down there and um (laughs) Yeah. Can't help but also find some of it a little bit creepy. Right, okay. <laughs> Which part? I mean... I mean, there is an obvious age difference, and it's just that awkwardness. I can't imagine being in that situation where you're discussing what people are going to do for you for money, and just that weird, <laughs> awkward business transaction. It would just freak me the fuck out. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not a bit of me. It just makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, but you'd be counting your coppers, though, wouldn't you, mate? You wouldn't be able to splash the old guy. Oh, like, I know. It was ridiculous money, you? wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, anything you... above a tenner, I'd be like, Pfft. <laughs> keep walking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that Julia Roberts is the sort of uh, level that you'd be uh, keeping in your hotel room for for that. I mean, I think she does um, undercharge herself, if I'm honest. Yeah. £100 for a night or £100 for an hour yeah. and then £300 for the whole night. Round I mean, here, maybe... mate, travel lodge. You can get a room for that and probably get someone in there for a week for 100 quid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you would uh, maybe you would be able to afford it. Who knows? Um, she's a very attractive young woman, though. Julia Roberts. Yeah, I mean, never really sort of had that crush on her that a lot of people have, but you can't help but think during the film she definitely blossoms into a very attractive lady and you sort of get that character development as you go across. I think initially I sort of think she does come across a bit grimy, a bit melfy, and I I I think her character development throughout the whole thing is really, really good and really clever. Um, right, because she, okay. I think, same as Richard Gere, actually becomes a lot more likeable throughout, and you see that softer side of her, especially, I think, the relationship she has with Barney right. um, in the hotel. And she well, did, she just needs sort of a father figure to look up to, yeah, which I mean, could have I... been the bloke who hired her, to be honest, with his age, but she sort of <laughs> went for the father figure of the bloke in the hotel. Well, I mean, I've got that the hotel manager was actually quite well written. I really Mm. did enjoy his character. And I think I actually liked the whole dynamic of the hotel staff 
with Vivian. Yeah. So with Julia Roberts, his character. I think that for me was probably the best bit of the actual film was yeah. watching her interact with the, the hotel staff, especially the manager. I thought it was quite sweet. Um, if, if I'm going to say that anything was sweet for in, in the film, because like I say, I'm not really into that, into rom-coms. Um, I, I thought that that was probably the nicest part of it yeah. or when she was interacting with the hotel staff. Yeah. I thought one of the biggest triumphs throughout the whole film was the casting throughout, whether it right, be okay. the slimy lawyer, whether it be Richard Gear, the guy who played Barney, even the bellboy I thought was great, um, and then Julia Roberts. But one thing that shocked me, and I know you said it has gone from a bit of a darker film when they bought this rom-com, do you know how many people auditioned for these roles and how many people were offered these roles before it actually got to Richard Gere and Julia Roberts? No, I don't. It, I mean, the list is ridiculous, mate. You've got Meg Ryan, Sandra Bullock, Burt Reynolds, Al Pacino. Anyone you can think of that was active during that period got really? offered this before Richard Gere okay. and Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts was the one who actually convinced Richard Gere to do it because he was going to turn it down as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a great... I mean, if you was reading the character, it's not a fantastic person to be associated with, is it? I know that... I mean, he's still, um, we say that he gets a bit of redemption at the end, that he actually obviously softens up, but he's still a businessman paying for sex. It's it's a difficult subject, and I suppose people were looking at it thinking that it might damage their careers. Yeah, yeah. um, And I can understand why, but yeah, just the, I mean, honestly, the list was endless. Every time I read who was going to go in someone else, someone else, um, there was a couple of people they rejected. They wanted Drew Barrymore, but they said she was too young. Yeah, and there was someone else, but someone else said she'd looked a bit young. But there were so many people that was actually offered it that turned it down. And it was like madness. Can you imagine there's plenty of people out there I'd imagine regret turning this down. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I've not really watched a lot of Richard Gere. I don't know about you. Are you a Richard Gere I think person? it might be the only Richard Gere film I've ever seen. I know of a couple more. I can't Is he tell. in An Officer and a Gentleman? Officer and a Gentleman, never seen it. No, I mean, I've seen the scene where he goes in and, and picks the woman up, but I haven't watched What's it. What's in the Friends no. version of that scene? I've not seen oh, okay. the actual real scene. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, look, I mean, I'm not really a great Julia Roberts fan, really, but um, Richard Gere is just not someone that I've really looked at his filmography. No. Um, I don't really know um, uh, uh, what he's done, just no. not one that I've followed. Me neither. Um, but I thought that they did have chemistry. I thought that they did a solid job. I thought they were great together. I thought they worked yeah. really, apart from it, like I say, it was just a bit creepy. But I, th- I think they played the part. It was within bounds of creepy, I think. Um, and I know apparently they had started filming this without even knowing what the end was going to be. Right. So it's okay. sort of there's a scene in there where she's talking about a fairy tale and someone coming to get her from her tower. And I think they actually went back to that scene and wrote the ending based on that scene before it had even been finished. Yeah, I think that I did actually read about that where, um, yeah, there, there wasn't like a saving scene or whatever no. actually written at the end. No, it was all changed. So, um, I mean, going on to my favourite scene, I mean, we, we what, Doug said this before, didn't we? I've got my favourite scene where the shop scene. Yeah. I like the, the whole shopping bit. I think it's where, you know, if you won a load of money, yeah. Um, I think it's one of those where you'd, you'd want to dress in really scruffy jeans and go into a flash car go dealership. Go down the Porsche and, dealership in your trackies. 
yeah and yeah. see if they'd actually let you get in one or, yeah. or they just like i think it's it's that sort of analogy isn't it mm. where you just want to test people to see if they would would do that yeah. as i said it's my favorite scenes in the film probably just for that reason really there's yeah. no real substance behind it well no it just shows that snobbiness because when you've got the the woman that edward brings up and asks her to look after her yeah. A little sort of middle-aged woman who's really nice and sort of treats her with respect no matter yeah. what she knows. And then you've got the snooty up their arsehole ones who are yeah. just complete pricks and lose out on loads of money and commission. I just love yeah. that bit where they their faces drop as she just turns and she says, big mistake. Yeah. And they wander um, out. I've been there, by the way. Have you? Yeah. Did, yeah. did they chuck you out of any shops because you look like a tramp? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so. I can't remember which ones I went into, but I've certainly yeah, been there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, one thing I will say about uh, penthouses in yeah. the 80s, they look like my granny's front room. Yes. It was fucking horrible, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, you'd be really unhappy with that, wouldn't you? I just thought the whole thing for... Someone dripping with money, I just thought that if I was paying that much for that suite, I'd have been like, oh, it's a little bit tacky. I suppose it wasn't really minimalist then, though, was it? No. But, yeah, it looked like my granny's front room. It was yeah. terrible. Clutter. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, I see Richard Gere and part of the trivia um, on the trivia that I've got here. Richard Gere actually played the piano. He composed that piece yeah, of apparently music. Apparently so, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, was it? No, I, I read they had to change the end bit when they, they? were clunking on the keys because what they actually produced was so out of key and bad with the background noise it sounded right. too terrible but yeah he's actually right i've quite enjoyed that scene as well well i mean the scene itself i mean did he actually um take her on the piano it looked like because it i found that i found that a little bit uncomfortable that you would actually do that because I'm, I'm telling you there's no way that those those men that he sent from that room would not be looking through absolutely the doors. but you paid a grand mate yeah <laughs> you know, it's money uh, worth <laughs> it was just a bit of a weird scene for me yeah. that one Another bit of interesting trivia I found. The uh, opera scene, where he takes her to see the opera. Makes yeah. me laugh with the glasses anyway. Do you know the opera is actually called La Traviata? Yeah. And the actual synopsis of the um, opera itself is about a prostitute who falls in love with a wealthy man. Yeah, yeah. I know, I've seen it. Yeah, have you? No. No. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought you had, mate. I actually, off the back of that, I wouldn't mind watching that. I wouldn't mind going to see an opera. No, I but, think they uh, show that good thing where you get an emotional sort of attachment and an emotional response from it, even though you might not actually understand what the fuck is well, going on. You wouldn't on. know what no. was going on, would you? So, yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't got much more to say about Pretty Woman, my friend. I don't know if you have. I'm sure you've probably got some more trivia, have you? Um, no, the, the only bit of personal trivia I've got is we've actually got tickets to go and see the London show for this, which clearly won't be fucking happening, will it? But um, they'll roll <laughs> over to next year, I suppose. But, yeah, we've got tickets to go and see the West End show. Of what? Pretty is, Woman, yeah. Is there a West End show? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. It was, it was like a perfect gift exchanging experience. Mine came first, but I gave the missus some nice tickets to Pretty Woman. She bought me a gun. <laughs> right, bought me okay. my airsoft gun. So we right. were like both happy, both winners. So this just, this so is sort of like her favourite film, I suppose. Oh, is it? It's yeah. actually her favourite film. I was going like, to yeah. say, why did, she, why did she choose it? Yeah, loves it. She likes the tack okay. and the evolution of the characters. Excellent. There we are. What? There we go. Um, I've got a couple of bits more trivia that might be good. Richard Gere improvised the scene where Edward snaps the necklace case down on Vivian's fingers. Great scene. And 
Yeah, Julia Roberts' reaction, the laughter, was totally natural. The filmmakers liked it so much they decided to leave it in. Yeah, great iconic scene, that. Yeah, and the the movie was originally titled $3,000. Apparently so. Yeah. Not quite as is catchy, is it? <laughs> it's but craft, I think it? they literally got the song, didn't they, and named it after the song. They did. Um, which yeah. you, uh, It works perfectly. It's a great song. It's a great movie title. Yeah, like I say, I do, I do actually like the, the soundtrack a lot mm. more than some of the 80s soundtracks. soundtracks I mean, right, even, yeah, yeah, it's not too bad at all. So have you got anything else to say, mate? No. Okay. No. What score you got? I've got 76. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I like right. it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it, I've got to be honest, this time, the two hours dragged for me a little bit. Okay. I actually forgot where the end was, and I was a little bit gutted that I'd sort of missed. Uh, I thought that it was going to end in sort of like a couple of minutes and mm. there was quite a bit left so it dragged a bit this time i enjoyed the same scenes as i normally do 65 out of 100 okay I'd be happy with that it's not bad no. it's not bad so thank you very much cassie for your choice yep. for uh this week's movie drone. Thank, thank you very much for that. she just said she heard you say 65 and she'll yeah. take that Oh, she? Yeah, I'll she was she well will. happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, Jill didn't watch it. She was playing Animal Fucking Crossing. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, I had to watch it on my own. Oh. She was on the switch. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you watched anything else, mate? Yes, mate. I've got a decent list. Okay. Um, watch Blue Streak for the first time in many years. All right. Okay. Um, really enjoyed it. Is that Blue... a surfing one? Nope. That's Blue Crush, I think. Bruce oh, Blue right. Streak is Martin Lawrence, where he has to get the gem... Oh, God. Right, okay. Yeah, I yeah. actually really forgot how much I enjoyed that one. I got really? 78 on it, mate. Okay, it was right. great fun. Um, first watch of Red. Bruce Willis. Yep. Yeah. 75. Quite enjoyed okay. that one. Love John oh, Malkovich in it. I thought he was brilliant. Right. Okay. Um, a film called Bloodline with, yeah. uh, is it Sean William Thomas or oh, yeah. Sean William Scott? Yeah. Stifler, basically. Yeah, 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 24. Not like that, no. no. I mean, there wasn't a lot to it. But, I didn't uh, think there was any character development in that. I didn't think he pulled it off. It okay. was, it was pff, got to the end. Okay. <laughs> Showgirls. I love right. Showgirls. I don't think I've seen it. Have is this not? the is this uh, the one that was really slated? But it is actually supposed to be quite an in-depth. Yeah, it's Elizabeth thing. Berkeley from Saved by the Bell. Um, yeah, Cinema Recall done um, uh, an episode on they it. They did, which is why yeah. I sort of revisited it when it came available on Prime. Quite cheesy, lots of overacting in it, but I really oh. like it. It's 76 on that one. Okay. Um, you made me, um, what should we say, give a trial. Gag. You know, you made me <laughs> uh, open a trial week, month, whatever it is, to a weird, <laughs> weird channel on Amazon called Movie. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Um, and I was on a group called movie talk and someone was talking about a film called anti-porno okay and i gave that a watch foreign language films japanese yeah actually really enjoyed that it's okay. not as smutty as it sounds no um but it's quite weird um i tried to watch a bit of it i've got about 10 minutes into it and then yeah. some she started talking some weird shit and i wasn't in the mood so i no, turned it off it, honestly mate there's a part in there where the whole movie just flips on its head and oh, when you get oh, to that point, I was just like, jeebus, that's great. Um, but I've got that. 68 on that. You'd like that. I've got Stan and Ollie. Yeah. 86. Really right. enjoyed that again. John Wick 3, Parabellum. Yeah. 88. Watch Jurassic Park 1 and 3. Right. Um, I've got 82 and 74 on that, respectively. Right. Ever- Jurassic Park 1, Jurassic yeah. Park, the first one. Yeah. 82. Yeah. Not higher than that. No. I thought you was a Jurassic Park super fan. I'd like it, but you've got... 
be realistic with your scores, mate, and you? Okay, all right. I'll, I'll tell you what I have noticed with the Jurassic Park. I've seen all three over the last couple of weeks. How aged some of the graphics are looking now um, uh-huh. and how bad some of them were. I still love Jurassic Park 1. Okay. Um, mainly on the other two, I still think Jurassic Part 1 holds its holds its place. But, yeah, all 82 right. on that. Okay. Everest. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah. I've got 82 on that one. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I love the fact it follows the true story and mm-hmm. it's not a happy ending. I don't love the fact he died, don't get me wrong, but I love the fact they didn't try and make it some big climax at the end where he comes back. It was yeah, yeah. true to life, I like that. Four brothers, yeah. you're going to piss yourself at the score, but I've got 89 on that. Really like that <laughs> film. Really, really like that film. Okay. And then in bed this afternoon, whilst I've been poorly, I have watched The Ugly Dachshund. And on your Disney Plus, right. and I got seventy five on it, and I think the missus thought I was nuts for watching it, but she kept laying there and watching bits with me and laughing and enjoying right. it. Okay, lovely. Right, I okay. think you'd. I'm, I'm semi tempted with it, mate, but I don't oh, yeah. know how tempted. But I right. think you would actually get some enjoyment out of it. Okay, right, we'll see. Right, okay, so I've got few. I've got Stuba with Dave Batista. Um, that Damn. was pretty shit. That was 55. I've got London Boulevard, uh, which is a film that I remember with Ray Winston, bit of a gangster London film. I remember it being better. I've got 60 this time. Um, I've got a bit of TV. I watched The Last Dance about the 1980s Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Love the Chicago Bulls. It's actually really good. So I'm waiting for my next episodes on that. Uh, but we're not TV drone, so I won't talk about it. Absolutely. Film, a film called Lost After Dark. I got 15 on that. I took a chance on a horror film, mate. That was shit. The Dead Zone. I'm really annoyed. David Cronenberg, obviously, film. I remember it from when it first came out. I've only got 63 on that. It's okay. not aged very well. It's not, uh, not not too good now, I'm afraid. I watched a film called Wind River with Jeremy Renner, and I actually really enjoyed that, 76 on that okay. one. I've heard of that um, one. No, it's actually quite good. Uh, it's about Native American girls going missing in, uh, you know, like the Indians, Native Americans. Okay. Um, Stan and Ollie, I've got 89 on that. I watched that as well, oh, yeah. so that was good. Great, Lovely. isn't it? Yeah, and I watched Fury today, okay. 85 on that one. Yeah. Uh, I actually spent the last bit of it stood in front of the TV waiting for it to end because I was uh, getting a bit too tense. Right. Unfortunately, yeah, so it was one of those. All oh, right. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. Right. All right. So do you want to move on to the next section? We haven't done this for a while. Oh, absolutely, mate. This is the section that we like to call... Homework. Homework. Seamless. It's really weird, really weird. But okay, mate, what did you give me a couple of weeks ago? I gave you a film that's currently 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb as a 15, one hour, 44 minutes build as a drama horror mystery with a synopsis of a hospice nurse working at a spooky New Orleans plantation home finds herself entangled in a mystery involving the house's dark past. Starring Kate Hudson, Peter Sarsgaard and John Hurt with a $43 million budget grossing 94, this was 2005's Skeleton Key. And I apologise for the couple of few episodes ago calling it Skellington Key, which is one of my biggest pet peeves ever and I heard myself say it and I'm sorry. Okay, no worries. I didn't pick up on that, mate. So, okay. I mean, I'm not a great 
Kate Hudson. You're a Kate Hudson hater. I'm not a Kate Hudson hater. I just don't really see what she brings to many of the films that I've seen. Uh, she was in Fool's Gold, wasn't she? The main thing um, is, mate, is she's lovely. Okay, I mean, if, if that might be why you keep no. getting me to watch them. I mean, I don't find her particularly lovely. I'm sure she's a very nice person. But this did nothing, to be honest, to endear me to uh, Kate Hudson. It had every cliche in the book when it was going, didn't it? Yep. I mean, it is pretty much everything. Thunderstorm, check. Slamming doors, check. Creepy voodoo, check. Old house, check. Yeah. Creepy young bloke who I sort of knew had to have something to do with it yeah. um, at the end. And so I think that it might have had some new ideas in it when it came out in 2005. I'm not quite sure if they obviously stand up watching it now. Okay. I don't think it really particularly had what you could call um, an afterlife. I think it was yeah. like you watch it then. Um, I, I just don't think it's aged well. Maybe you can tell me whether you think it has. So, yeah, so I sort of knew that the young bloke had something to do with it. The only thing that was a little bit different, I suppose, was the ending. It yeah. reminded me of Get Out if that's yeah. a weird thing to to think about so it reminded me of get out but obviously i enjoyed that an awful lot more than i did this yeah so i mean i'm gonna say i mean i don't think there's an awful lot that i can really say about it it was very very cliched i'm not sure that there was any scenes in it that made it stand out where i thought you know what that was actually a good scene maybe some of the voodoo i don't know it didn't excel in any way shape or form i mm-hmm. don't think mate um i've only got 38 on it Ooh, um okay. i know uh, my my actual notes just say cliche 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 mm-hmm. and i think it might just be something i mean we're talking how old is it now we're talking 15 years old yeah. aren't we so i think that anything that it sort of came out with i've seen since probably better yeah. if you know what i mean so it did the sum of it just didn't really have the sum of all the parts making anything that i'd really want to see yeah. unfortunately sorry about that mate That's all right. what would you have heard that one on you still uh, like that do you yeah I, i'll be honest on this watch i do agree with you in the fact i don't think it's aged particularly well i don't think it okay. carries i think it's one of those once you've seen it a return watch you kind of know what's going on and i totally agree about the cliches i'll probably have it about 65 Okay, all right. Yeah, sorry about that. So, um, well, going back to when I gave you this one, I gave you one based on your psycho that you had on your shitty TV show yeah. that was really shit. So I wanted to give you a proper psycho. So I gave you a 2016 film directed by Rob Zombie, starring Sherry Moon Zombie, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, Meg Foster, Kevin Jackson, Richard Brake, Jane Carr, Judy Gleason, Malcolm McDowell, running time of 102 minutes, budget of $1.5 million with a box office of only $850,000, 5.1 on IMDb, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes with a synopsis of five carnival workers are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound where they are forced to participate in a violent game, the goal of which is to survive 12 hours against a gang of sadistic clowns. I gave you 2016's 31. Yes, you did, mate. I did. a question. Yeah. Do you know why it's called 31? Uh, no. Do you know what I was expecting the twist to be on this? I was expecting right, okay. him at the end to go, and we'll be back for the next round of 32. And right, I just okay. assumed it was the amount of times it had done, because there just didn't right. seem to be no correlation to why it was 31. Okay. I mean, I haven't really looked into it. No. I know that you've watched a lot of the Rob Zombie films recently. I have. I've been on a so, Rob Zombie off. 
you have. So it actually tied into what you were doing and the fact that you thought that that lame psycho yeah. was a good psycho. So it was perfect. So yeah. what do you think of it, mate? Um, I'm going to say Doomhead is my second favourite psycho. Right, okay. Not over that bloke on that unfortunate. I wouldn't give you the fucking satisfaction, mate. <laughs> wouldn't give you the satisfaction. Really? No. Even if I thought it, I wouldn't give you the satisfaction. Right. He was great. I really liked him. He was filthy yeah, dirty. <laughs> he was horrible. He was just vile. He was great. Well, you wouldn't want him to be the last person that you saw, would you? No. But if no. you'd met him in that circumstance, he certainly probably would be the I last person. I actually so. liked in this all the protagonists. Okay. I, I thought they was all great in their own little way, and I thought they worked really well. There probably wasn't one of the hunters I would get rid of. I really liked the dwarf dude. I thought the brothers were great. I thought the woman and the man were great. I thought Doomhead was great. I just thought all of them were really well selected and used well and not overused. Okay. Sometimes I get these, but I mean, Doomhead really, he sort of clicked in during the film up to the crescendo, but he weren't overused. You didn't get tired of him. Yeah. He, he was used really well, and they sort of used the other hunters where they were needed and no more. And I really mm -hmm. respected that. I really like that. Okay. Um, I loved the bit throughout the, with the rolling odds scenario, although I didn't agree with the odds. Um, but oh, okay. I, I just thought it was pretty good. I just thought they was going through, and I was like, actually, that's great that they can hear that. Obviously, people are betting on it, and a really, really sort of clever idea. Um, I thought the whole thing was just fun. I know okay. it shouldn't be fun, but it was fun for, well, you've for weirdos like a, us. Yeah, yeah, you've got um, to take it with sort of... I mean, yeah, we see this sort of thing as fun. Other people, yeah. I suppose, um, being so that don't particularly like horror, it might be a little bit offended by it. It has got some bits on there and some language and some yeah. sort of scenes that you can say. But I, I mean, I take it. I would certainly wouldn't want to be there. No, but I know that the chances of me sort of being in that situation are relatively small. Yeah. So, um, so I like I say, we take it with a bit of a pinch I'll of salt. Say, yeah. we? In my opinion, it was just great fun. Okay. Um, um, where does it rank on your Rob Zombie films? We we'll get to that one. Okay. All right. Excellent. Sorry. Um, Sorry to jump yeah, in. No, that's right. You jump Fucking away, easy. mate. All right. All right. Easy. <laughs> um, I sit and think about this, and I was trying to think because the idea of it's great, and the way they've put it across, great. But it's one of these. Would I like to start seeing some Rob Zombie films with higher budget and maybe better production? And then I was trying to think to myself, would that actually ruin what he's trying to do? Because half of the the bit and the appeal of them is how grimy and dirty and how well everything's used and if you gave him i don't know 20 million to make one of these what would he come up with mm -hmm. and i actually think i'm probably better off watching rob zombie films like this without yeah. without having the big high production but i'd like to see what a high production company would come up with for this particular synopsis have you seen his halloween remake um yeah 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 i'm sure i have mm. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind any of any of the films like that. Any of the remakes, really. Yeah, but I mean, he's working to a template when you're doing like a Halloween, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, something original idea of his mm -hmm. with these people, because obviously the actors are not going to be highly paid. I imagine most of them are little indie actors. Some of them he's, he probably knows. He reuses a lot of the cast regularly. Yeah, his casting pool and and who he casts in them, I think, is amazing. Yeah, he's a bit I, like I Tarantino, isn't he? Sort of. He seems to have this little pool that he pulls yeah. people in for certain films, and sometimes they appear, sometimes they don't. 
but you'll recognise a lot of people, especially his yeah. wife. He tends to use his wife a lot. I'm guessing it she's does, cheap. Yeah. Um, mm. But I really liked seeing Sherry Moon as, I'd say, the good girl, because obviously she plays Baby Firefly and she's yeah, a psycho, yeah. whereas this one, she's sort of the victim and yeah. then turns badass. It's sort of a good way of watching a different character from her, and I thought she carried that off great, and I think she does psycho very well. And I gonna say i actually thought it's better than the firefly series as you like to call it overall although i don't i do like her as baby firefly i like the other people i actually enjoyed this one probably better than corpses uh, rejects and from hell okay Um, not a lot more because i I like them all i like the feel of them but i've got this one at 79 okay oh that's good yeah I mean that's quite high. I mean yeah. I know you like your sort of your, your splatter horror to a yeah. point. Yeah. So um, so that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I love the end scene on it. I thought that was great. I mean she looked fucked. Yeah, yeah. And but they've sort of left it at that point. So it'd be an interesting one. Whether or not okay. the next one would be 32 or whether they'll stick with 31, I don't know because I couldn't work out where 31 came from. Okay, I've got to be honest, I haven't looked into it. No. So what you got for me next week then, mate? Oh, i got you a bit of fun, mate. Can't work out okay. whether you're going to like this or not. Right. I got enough enjoyment out of it that I thought, I wonder what Steve would think of that one. Okay. So here we go. So I've got you a film that's currently 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. is a 15, one hour, 50 minutes billed as a comedy crime drama with a synopsis of inspired by the viral New York Magazine article... This film follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together to turn the table on their Wall Street clients. Starring Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez and Julia Stiles, $20 million budget grossing 158 This was 2019's Hustlers. One we Thank rejected. We rejected one. We didn't want to do this one for an episode, didn't we? Yeah, uh, chose I mean, something else, and it's come round, and it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, thank God for that, because I've been meaning to watch it for ages, and I keep putting it off. Okay. So eventually, it's just made me get round to watching it. Yeah. So thank you very much for that, mate. No, hopefully, okay. you'll get some form of entertainment from it. Okay, so I've given you um, a 2016 film. This is directed by Taika Waititi. It's based on Wild Pork and Watercress by Barry Crump. It's starring Sam Neill, Julian Dennison, Reese Darby, Rima Tiwiata, Rachel House. Running time 101 minutes with a budget of $2.5 million and a box office of $23.2 million. It's 7.9 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. With a synopsis of a national manhunt is ordered for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the wild New Zealand bush. This is my favourite take of Waititi film inspired by us doing what we could do in the shadows. This is 2016's Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm, interesting. Right. Yeah, I've, okay. I keep seeing this one cropping up on Prime, so I'm glad you've chosen it. It is on Prime, you're correct. I have actually got it on Blu-ray. It's one of those that I've got on Blu-ray. I you do keep like this. Corona blu-ray <laughs> yeah will do but yeah so this is inspired by watching that one as i said before it wasn't my favorite take away tt film i've actually purchased your jojo rabbit actually which oh, is her favorite cool. take away tt film i bought it for her this week to say thank you for not letting me die so um, thank you for not letting so me die here's a yeah. film about a camp nazi dictator <laughs> it's what romance is Basically. made from mate that's exactly yeah it is <laughs> it is but uh, there you go right so next week's main mate yes. um we gave the choice to lisa we're still we running our um listeners choice and we're mm. working for all the lovely females so lisa 
Yeah. What's she chosen? She chosen that famous Emily Bronte novel, <laughs> <laughs> Little Women. She's chosen Little Women, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we are watching and reviewing Little Women. Next Sounds week. right you... up your street, mate. I'll it be does, honest. Yeah. How do you feel, oh, mate? The runtime is just amazing. Two yeah. hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, so. can't wait. <laughs> Um, so yeah thank you very much Lisa she says that she thinks that we'll like it yeah. so uh, well listen mate there you go that's that's what happens cool alright yeah okay so mate do you want to reiterate how people can get us on social media absolutely you can get us on Twitter or Instagram which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com yes you can so thank you very much mate I hope mm. it's been a little bit of a better episode for you this week I've yep. I'm wiggling, I'm wiggling, but... Yeah, um, I know, I can see that you're a bit uncomfortable, so you've it's pooed yourself, so um, <laughs> so you need to go. But uh, I'm feeling better. That's so good, that's, I'm glad to eat thing, isn't back it? on I mean, form. That, that's all that people really care yeah. about, so, um, so there you go. Yeah, at least it takes pressure off, you can go back to being the funny one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so you're going to go back to bed then, mate? I'm going to have some dinner first. Okay. Sort all, all this right. gear out, and then, yeah... Okay, well, you take care of yourself. And you, you, bud. Okay, I'm going to leave you now then. So do you want to say goodbye, Mark? Goodbye, Mark. See you later. See you later. Thank you, bye. Hey, mate, do you know apparently crocodiles can grow up to 16 feet? Okay. I mean, I've only ever seen them with four, (laughs) but... Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at the joke. I'm oh. laughing at how bad it is. Oh. <laughs> Do you want another one? <laughs> you want? Here we go. Right. I went shopping the weekend, mate, and I bought what I assumed to be Mr. Kipling's Bakewell Tart. I got home and I realised they were counterfeit. I must say, though, they were exceedingly good fakes. <laughs> Again, <laughs> <laughs> two crackers there, pal. Two crackers. Oh, crackers and shit. oh dear. Oh dear. You idiot. Thanks for being so good. Anyway, I'll see you. See you later, mate. <laughs> <laughs>